All right, and what we need to know today, dissection without the dead animals? Well, it's 2022. Why are children still cutting up frogs in class? So we're gonna learn how PETA is helping schools by providing high-tech, interactive dissection tools. And on the hotline right now, we got Samantha Crow, Manager of Science Education for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, which is PETA. And how are we doing today, Samantha? We're doing good? I am shocked that this is still going on. That is a very common, um, <laughs> very common thread here. Yes, most people are shocked to learn that animal dissection is still happening in schools. Um, you know, animal dissection is outdated, it's cruel, it's ineffective, and it deters students from pursuing careers in science. It exposes them to carcinogens, and it's just an inferior way to teach. So that's everything that's wrong with animal dissection, plus the fact that I, I saw a few uh, people in my class actually get nauseous while that happened, and that happened decades ago. So I, I just can't believe it's still going on. So where do animals uh, use from uh, for dissection? Where do they come from? So they come from their homes in the wild where they're stolen, um, you know, if from their ocean homes or, you know, homes on land. They also come from slaughterhouses, so, you know, sheep brains and cow eyes and you know other organs and also fetal pigs are from slaughterhouses um and you know other animals like mice and rats are bred by the millions in warehouses and then killed and sold to schools oh boy unbelievable all right so uh, how many animals i, di I dissected each year hasn't been going down or, or going up well, the numbers that we have indicate that there are more than 10 million animals uh, used for classroom dissection in the U.S. every year. Um, you know, we, of course, it is our hope that these numbers will go down. And, you know, I think that a lot of our efforts have been to educating, uh, you know, folks about the humane non-animal dissection methods that are available and then, you know, helping them use them. Um, you know, the animals used for classroom dissection do not die of natural causes, mm -hmm. and there is no humane way to kill an animal for classroom dissection. Well, I remember uh, I dissected a frog, and I just remember the uh, overwhelming smell of formaldehyde. I, I, I'm, I'm even afraid to ask how they uh, kill the animals. Yeah, well, you know, it varies by species, but, but mm -hmm. I'm glad that you mentioned formaldehyde because that is a big concern. You know, yeah. it is a student safety concern. It is also unsafe for teachers. You know, from animals who are used for classroom dissection are initially preserved in formaldehyde. Mm -hmm. So regardless of, you know, the, the quote-unquote non-toxic, you know, shipping solution that they are placed into before you know, arriving at schools, regardless of that, when you open the bucket of, say, dead fetal pigs, you can smell formaldehyde. It does not go away. It is still there. And if you can smell it, that means you are being exposed to it. Unbelievable. Really, I, I honestly, I really did not think it was still going on. So with all the um, improvements in science and computers, we got virtual reality now. Uh, are we going more towards there? And, and how is Peter working to end this animal dissection? So we have an array of campaigns to help end animal dissection. You know, we work with educators and students to modernize teaching practices without using animals. 
We also, you know, um, are, you know, we have a dissection pilot program that's now underway. And this is how we're, you know, we work with the administration on humane education policies and also, you know, offer to donate interactive digital dissection software and send frogs, which are dissectable synthetic frogs, to schools so they can, you know, try them out and hope that, you know, they come to the same conclusion that we did, you know, how, how efficacious they are, how much, you know, students really enjoy, you know, either the digital dissection or the hands-on dissection with a synthetic animal and, you know, then make that permanent switch. So, you know, we, we do have lots of campaigns. We, you know, our, our big focus is educating teachers, you know, educating parents and supporting these parents and students and teachers in their journey. Well, I can't imagine there being much pushback from parents regarding this. Do you find that to be the case for teachers? I, I would say everybody should be on board with this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have we have been quite successful. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, uh, on a regular basis, you know, we engage with educators at science teacher conferences around the U.S. Um, you know, we engage with them on, you know, like I mentioned, the pilot program. And also we have the RAISE Coalition, which is Replacing Animals in Science Education, so RAISE Coalition. And, and through that, we're working to end the use of animals in classrooms based on the educational, ethical, environmental, and student safety factors. So again, you know, supporting and empowering these school districts, you know, these administrators to fully embrace the exclusive use of modern non-animal dissection, um, you know, teaching methods through district policies and legislation. So what can uh, parents listening right now, can they contact their schools, their school districts? How can they help make the change? Well, I'm glad that you asked. So October mm-hmm. is cutout dissection month, okay. and everyone can help. So students faced with an animal dissection are encouraged to, t- to ask for a non-animal lesson. You know, parents not only can support their students, but they can also talk to the child's administration about embracing humane science and ending animal lessons that involve animals. And, of course, community members can simply contact their local school district or even, you know, do some research and find out what their policies are on using animals in the classroom and then ask them, again, to fully embrace non-animal teaching methods. And and also, parents can actually go to a school board meeting, which uh, they are in control of multiple schools in their district. They can just speak in public and just tell the school board, hey, you have the power. The superintendent has the power to just stop this, I believe. What do you think? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I, I, I've personally been to many, many board meetings and, you know, uh, spoke, you know, spoken to, you know, board members about this. And, you know, actually we were successful in, you know, uh, uh, having Michigan and New Hampshire and Connecticut adopt policies and or legislation, you know, um, at, at least, you know, allowing students to opt out. But that is sort of a, you know, like a baby step mm-hmm. in the direction that we're going. But, you know, we, we have done that. And I, it, it is a very easy thing. You know, most school board meetings have, you know, a dedicated part of the meeting, you know, on the agenda for public comments. Right. And that is where the taxpayers can go. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not a parent or an educator, you know, you can show up and you can say, you know, I'm concerned with animal dissection in our school district you know you're you're a taxpayer so your dollars are going to those public schools right and then those public schools are you know are in turn purchasing 
you know, in many cases, dead animals, you know, mm-hmm. with with uh, with public funds. And so, yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a great idea. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And also cost. I would believe that a digital dissection has got to be cheaper than buying dead animals because you got to transport dead animals. you got to keep them from deteriorating. Digital's digital. It's there forever. You just update it maybe once or twice, uh, I don't know, every decade, whatever. I mean, the animals are not changing, <laughs> you know, their anatomy that quickly. So I would believe that, that I would say to the school board, check it out. I, I'm sure in the long run, maybe a front cost may be up there, but in the long run, it may be cheaper to do it digitally. Absolutely, it is cheaper to do it digitally. You know, there's there's an immediate cost savings and then there's residual cost savings, you know, depending on what program is appropriate for, you know, the 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 course that, you know, the that is taught at, you know, whatever school, right? So yeah, I mean there there is again an immediate and residual cost savings. Digital dissection software programs can be very affordable. Exactly. They are much, much cheaper than repeatedly purchasing animal bodies and scalpels and supplies and safety equipment and all of that, you know, that, that students need if they are, you know, faced with dissecting an animal. Gotcha. This has been very interesting. Where can people go, listeners go, to get more information? Yeah, so PETA.org slash dissection um, has a, you know, section for uh, teachers and parents and students. They're easy to follow action steps for everyone to get active. So that's PETA.org slash dissection. And then also PETA's Humane Education Division is Teach Kind. So teachkind.org. Um, we are former educators who are here to you know, help students and parents and help make animal dissection a thing of the past. We have free lesson plans and printables and free curricula, especially the empathy building curricula kit uh, that we have online called Share the World is amazing. So definitely check out teachkind.org. Gotcha. Samantha, a lot of great information today, and I hope people get out there and do something about this. Thank you so much for joining us today. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure as well.